0: Welcome into fitness fanatics on 93.7 a ticket and the ticket now here are your hosts jeff and nicole essig
1: all right welcome back in hour number two here on the fitness fanatics we're joined by chris natsky out of denver aurora colorado denver area Good friends with Lance Farrell, motivational speaker, coach, business coach. So, we got a pretty awesome hour lined up for you. So, hopefully, you have a pen, pencil, paper, you can take notes. We're going into the three C's of creating breakthroughs. So, Chris, this is going to be all you here. So, why don't you go ahead and and lead us out? We got about 20 minutes on this segment. So, um, and Nicole, 25. 25 minutes for this segment. Nicole and I are here. If you have any questions for us as we're going through, I'm kind of like the average Jeff, so you just pretend <laughs> if if you think somebody doesn't know something, I probably don't know the answer. So <laughs> like you can use us if you need to ask us questions or anything like that as we go through, but we're going to turn the floor over to
0: you. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. All right, let's do it. Well, thanks guys. Well, th- this whole idea of breakthroughs and being able to help facilitate that. Kind of came to me um, almost by accident. I um, I have a I not only do keynote speaking, but probably about eight years ago, I had a good friend of mine here in the Denver area, who's a coach that also that uh, did a um, a business boot camp that he would do several times a year, maybe two to three times a year. And he changed the name of his boot camp to the Business Breakthrough Mastery Boot Camp. And he called me up out of the blue, and he said, "Hey." could you put together for this program a board-breaking experience? Meaning, you know, that using the breaking of board like we do in martial arts as kind of a metaphor for having to break through their life, business, or relationships. I said, sure. So I put it together and it went really well. We had about 50, 60 people in the room and it went great. And afterwards, all these people came up to me and they're like, oh, so this is what you do? You go around the country doing this board-breaking experience? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So (laughs) it kind of just happened by accident. But in doing this board breaking experience and particularly doing it at this workshop time and again throughout the years, I would invariably run into people in the Denver area that had gone through the program. And um, I would, of course, ask them, how are you doing on your breakthrough? Because they're "Oh, I still have that board in my office. I look at it every day. It was such a great experience. And what they would do in the board breaking experience, just to give you a little visual, is they would, this is like a board right here, they would write on one side of the board the breakthrough they wanted to have in their life. And then on the other side, they would write the limiting belief that had been holding or beliefs that had been holding them back. So anyway, these people are reporting back. I loved it. The board's still in my office. I look at it every day. So then, of course, I would ask the next question, which is, well, how are you doing on your breakthrough? I mean, did you have it? And half of the time were people like, yeah, I busted through it. It was great. This is this is what I'm doing in my life and business now. And then the other half of the time, it was like, well, you know, I'm still kind of working on that. So I started thinking, what would i be able to develop for people that have had this visceral experience. Sometimes people get done breaking the board and it's so moving for them. They literally have tears in their eyes and not because their hand hurts, right? (laughs) It's because they've they've tapped into this power that maybe they didn't know they had. And um, so I said, well, what would be the best way for me to create a follow-up to that? So I created an online program to support it. And then I wrote a book called Breaking Through. And so the essence of the book, the foundation of the book, is the the three C's of creating breakthroughs, which is to clarify your vision and then to create your plan and then to, to take consistent action. So that's kind of the genesis of how that all came about. And it's kind of the framework that I was going to take you through this morning. All right. All right. We're ready. So I guess, are you ready? All mm-hmm. right. You got, your, you got your pens and paper there. You're taking some notes. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Well, the first one is clarifying your vision, which might seem pretty commonsensical, if you will, right? Because most of the time, we're not going to get where we want to go unless we know at least where we know where we want to go. Uh, but what I found was I coach people. Many times people are a little unclear about that. You know, they and they, they just they, they, they find themselves in this pattern where they keep doing the same things that they've always done, but they keep getting the same results. And there's a frustration that grows. And many times when I am coaching people and I'll ask them, well, what do you want? What's the vision? They are really, really good at telling me what they don't want. But when I Mm -hmm. start to sift through and say, well, what do you want? They're very unclear about that. So one of the things I did in the book is I said, "Okay, great. If people are more clear about what they don't want, let's take them through a process where they can really flesh that out. You know, things that are happening in their personal, professional lives, et cetera, their financial lives. What do they don't want? And then if that's what you don't want, what's the antithesis of that? So let's get really clear about what you do want because what you focus on will expand. I'll give you an example. If you've ever wanted a new car, have you ever noticed that when you get clear on the type of car that you want, the make, the model, the color, you start seeing more of them on the road, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you don't see them yes. right, Yes, And if you don't see them on the road, you see them on TV ads or on the computer as you're looking, you know, through Facebook. So what that's called is the reticular activating system. And it's the gatekeeper of the brain because our brain gets inundated by millions of bits of information every second. So the brain will actually filter so we don't become overwhelmed. But when we get clear on what we want, we'll start seeing opportunities to help us find the vision. So that's the first step in clarifying your vision, is getting clear about what you really want. The second, which I think is probably, if not the most important, at least it's tied with the first, it's getting clear on what I call your big why. Why is it important for you to have this vision? So, for instance, if you guys are leading, you know, your uh, FXB communities, you're doing that work, I'm assuming, much more than just because it's a business. You're doing it because you have a real um, vision for making a positive impact in people's lives. I mean, I've seen the photographs. I mean, you guys do amazing work, right? Mm -hmm. But many of us, there's an author called Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book. I think it's called The Power of Why. And he says most of us are really good at saying what we do. I run a Farrell's Extreme Kickboxing. Uh, how we do it. Oh, we have a 10 week program and this is what we do. But they're not good about talking about why they do it. And if you've ever been with someone who's on a mission and they start telling you about why they're up to what they're doing, man, it just lights a fire in everyone in the room, right? Because we resonate with that. And I'm going to share a little story that I share when I do this board breaking experience from my own personal life. Um, When I was going to open up the martial arts studio, and maybe you guys can attest to this as well as entrepreneurs. uh, Entrepreneurs are, it's probably the best personal development program you can ever take, right? Because all your stuff is right there. And it's not only the most exciting time of your life when you're moving into that, but it's probably also the most petrifying time in your life, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fear and anxiety that come with that. Well, I'm getting ready to leave Procter & Gamble, the number one consumer products company in the country. I'm doing great there. But I had this dream of opening up my studio. And my wife at the time was super supportive. And so I've already signed the lease on a building and we're doing the build out. But I was having panic attacks about my decision. Right. I would just like I'd flip out. So I go in one Friday. And um, she's there playing general contractor. They're doing the build out. You know, they're, they're framing out the walls and whatever. And I have a, I lose it. And I say, this is the most stupid decision I've ever made in my life. I'm going to call the attorney on Monday. I'm going to get out of the lease. And I'm so sorry I put us through this. So she looks at me and then says some words that I don't think I can repeat on radio and then tells me I need to go home, right? <laughs> we'll talk about it at home. So we get done with dinner and she says, all right, What's, what's going on? I said, well, this is stupid idea because of this and this and this and this. And I give my whole laundry list. And she says, that's great. She goes, you know, I, uh, I supported you getting into this venture. And if you want to get out of this, if you want to get out of this venture, I'm going to support you as well. I just have one request. And I said, well, what's that? She said, my one request is, You sit our two sons down, which at that time were at at 10 and 6. You sit our two boys down, and you tell them why you are choosing not to go for your dream. Mm. Boom. I mean, she sunk my battleship, right? Yeah. What do you say to that? And I couldn't have that conversation with my boys. And what I've realized as I've looked at this more and more throughout the years is one of my why's, was to be able to do this, not only to make the impact I wanted in martial arts, but to set that example for my sons. Because as much as I love my parents, I didn't get that from them. And I know my mom always wanted to do bigger things, but she never had the courage to do it. God bless her, right? So I didn't want to play that role. My, My why was I needed to do this in part for my kids to make that example. And the rest is history, right? You know, I was at that point, as many of us can be, are you gonna do it? Or are you not gonna do it? But when you get clear on your why, when the advers- adversities come, you're much more prone to move through them because you've got a solid why. Yep. How am I doing? Am I doing okay?
1: Doing, yep. do it. Yes. We're all, we're like, okay. yes, we're mm-hmm. very in tune. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we're listening, good, good. we're listening intently.
0: All right, yes, so I've got great. one more element. I got one more element here on the clarifying your vision. And uh, it's a third chapter of the book, actually. It's asking yourself, who do you need to be in order for that breakthrough to occur? So in our society, particularly Western society, we focus a lot on what we need to do. And then as a result of what we do, what we'll have. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? So most of us will look and say, well, when I get the customers that I want, you know, when I then I'll. I'll do the things that I, I that make me happy, and then I'll be happy. Right? When I have enough money, then I'll do the things I want to do, and then I'll ha- then I'll be happy. When I have the business I I I'm you know I'm really focusing toward, then I'll have the financial prosperity I, I want, and then I'll be happy. But most of the time, many of us will strive for those goals, and even when we achieve them, they may not satisfy us because. Living life from a perspective of have, do, be keeps us on a hamster wheel. What you want to do is turn those words around and live your life from a perspective of be, do, have. Be, do, have. If you want to be satisfied, if you want to be accomplished, if you want to be collaborative, if you want to be successful, start showing up that way. Even if there's zero in your bank account, start being that way. You know, I love the story about Steven Spielberg where he snuck on to the, um, the movie lot for like literally a year pretending he was a movie executive. So much so that the guy, the security guard used to wave at him because he thought he was working on a project, right? Mm-hmm. He was being, and then he started doing the work and then he 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 was able to have what he wanted. So like when I speak with audiences and I work with coaching clients, one of the first things I'll always say is, Okay, we've got our plan, we've got your vision, you've got your big why, but who do you need to stand up and be in this situation? You know, what, what, what limiting beliefs do you need to let go of? And even though you may have them, what fears do you need to move through, right? Doesn't mean being courageous means the fear goes away. C- courage is doing it in spite of the fear, but who do you need to stand up and be? And generally speaking, that is oftentimes the missing link because people've been beating themselves up, doing, 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 but when they embrace who they need to be, that's when breakthroughs occur.
2: That's what I use in my when I'm training for a half marathon. That yeah. is the mindset that I use when I'm gonna do a longer run, and I don't want to do it. I always tell myself that, like, if I want to be someone who completes a half marathon, I need to be the person that completes this 11 mile training run. That actually helps me a lot get out the door because it it's not something that I don't know. it, does, But yeah, that's exactly what I think that I need to be someone who does this so I can become the person who ma- reaches my goal. It helps me absolutely, with my running a lot.
0: Nicole. You know, and you know, guys, as business owners, sometimes there's a lot of things you thought you knew and you, you there were probably things you didn't even know you didn't know. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. you have to be that person. When I first opened up my martial arts school, uh, I remember very distinctly having these little still this panic coming around and and uh, having about two or three kids on the mat warming up for class. And I'm in the office. I'm looking through the little plexiglass window. And I'm like, oh, am I going to make rent this month? Is this going to happen, whatever? And then all of a sudden, I realized, wait a minute. The parents that are bringing those kids to me, they're bringing them to me because they want me to teach them confidence and focus, you know, and all those attributes. And here I am with my knees knocking together. So I made a commitment to myself. I said, well, who would I be? If I was teaching a class and I had 20 students on the mat, well, I'd show up in a certain way. Well, I made a commitment to myself at that moment that I was going to show up as that person, even though there were only three kiddos there. Mm -hmm. And I continued to do that. And at the end of the year, I had 200 students in one location. Now, there were other things that came into that. But in terms of what I could control, Mm -hmm. I could may not control what happens, but I can always control how I respond to it by my way of being. Yes. Yeah. So I'm curious, as you guys, how how many you own a, a center? Do you own multiple centers?
1: Yeah, we own two locations here in Lincoln.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming <clears throat> there's some familiarity with what I'm sharing with you, right? I mean, <laughs> when you're a business owner, there are things that are hitting you from all different areas, and it, it certainly can happen if you're an employee as well. That can, but I I've just noticed that as a business owner, there are things that we, like I said, we didn't. There are things we didn't know that we didn't even know. Yes. But what we have to do is we have to step up at that moment and be that person that would be able to handle that situation. And even if if we're learning it as we go. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Well, you kind of don't have a choice too, sometimes as a business. Exactly. Owner. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: you can't go into your boss's office. They're, one of my favorite books is the is the e myth. I don't know if you ever read that by Michael Gerber. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend it. Anybody who wants to look at an entrepreneurial venture and he basically makes this comment his whole premise is having really great systems in in a business so that you can work on your business not necessarily in your business but he says most of us get wrapped up in this working in the business and our passion becomes our you know our anchor because we we turn all we've done is created a a job for ourselves and we're employees and then we discover that we're working for a lunatic And a (laughs) lunatic is us, right? So you guys can relate and I know I can. So what are you going to do? How are you going to be in that? And are you going to be a business professional as well? Are you going to set up the system so that it can begin to run and train people to be able to um, expand your business uh, versus just creating a job for yourself? Yeah. So where are we at on time? I don't know. I've I've got got my next C or if you want to- So we have about about eight, nine minutes, right? For the next one. Yep. Yep. so that'll be perfect timing. Yep. Right on. So I'm going to get into the second C then. So we just went over uh, clarifying your vision. Now we're going to look at create your plan. And what's so interesting to me about this is, particularly when I coach people and particularly when I coach business owners, is how much they have- a vision of where they want to go, but they don't have a a plan, a stair-step plan for how to get there. And I'm not talking about big picture plans are great. I'm talking about the fundamental things that you do each and every day. I mean, one of the things that we say in martial arts is that a black belt is a white belt that never quit, right? Mm -hmm. Now, someone doesn't get to black belt just because they hope they can get there there's a very specific path. Lance could speak to this as well as I can, that you're taking people through a journey over three to four years, and they're consistently doing activities. They're consistently doing martial arts um, exercises, forms, sparring, et cetera, to get them to that point. So many people are very, very good about dreaming about the final goal, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you ask them how they're getting there, they're at a loss for words. And what, what they find out is is when they don't have that plan that they can focus on one thing at a time, then they can get off center really quickly. So Nicole, I'm mm-hmm. thinking that when you're training say for a half marathon, you've got maybe little benchmarks that you're trying to hit when you're doing that eleven mile training run.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there's a place in Hawaii uh, that I, I love. It's on the Big island of Hawaii. and um, it's a, it's a mile down walk, it's like a a 7% grade to get down to the ocean. And then you have to walk back up and it's a truck, you know, 7% grade is difficult, but I just remember as I was going, there was power poles along the way. Mm -hmm. And all I did is I kept focusing on the next pole, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how I got there. And Mm -hmm. that's what a plan can do for us is it can help us. And I'm again, not just saying just a big broad one, I'm saying, what are the activities you're gonna do today? And then what are you going to do each week? What are you going to do each month? And what are you going to repeat over and over again? And so the, the chapter in the book I call, Begin with the End in Mind, but then Break It Down. Because when you break it down, it's more digestible, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Many
0: people get off get off pace because they become overwhelmed with the big picture. But for instance, if you wanted to have 250 people at your center when you're first opening, That 250 number is very realistic, but you got to get to the first 10. Then you got to get to 50. And how are you going to do that? What are the habits? What are the practices you're going to do? And what's the plan for getting there? And when you do that, then you also stay in the present moment. And as a result of that, that's when you start to build momentum, right? Because you're literally moving towards something that's meaningful and powerful for you.
2: Yeah, it makes me think of, so last week we had on um, two of our members that just completed the national challenge, which is a barrel year-long challenge. I'm sure you've probably seen um, the transformations, yeah, of people who start as 10-weekers, and then from there they go on to a year um, of transformation. We had two of our members that lost over 100 pounds um, got down to six, 7% body fat by the end of their challenge. Um, of course, I'm thinking how we can, everything you're saying can relate to our members.
0: Yes. And so like yeah. that
2: quote of a black belt is a white belt that never quit. That makes me think of a national challenge winner is a 10 weeker that never quit. Like, you go, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Right, yeah, absolutely. Cause that and is the part
2: that trips people up is because they know what they want, but they come and start to do our program, but they don't necessarily follow the steps that we lay out for them. And then they don't hit that goal because they're not following the plan or creating a plan. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, and, you know, I'll give you another martial arts ism if you will, is we say that a black belt is nothing more than the master of the basics. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. And Mm -hmm. so what you're laying out in your 10 week plan and then in your annual plan is the basic way to transformation. And when people, you know, like in my experience, I can think of only two people. I think I have about 1,800 people that have achieved their black belt with me. And I can think of only two that when they came on board had all of the skills necessary to be a black belt, focus, concentration, flexibility, strength, tenacity, all those things. Now, those two eventually got their black belt. One got their second degree. One got their fourth degree. But all the rest of them all had deficiencies. But what they did is they kept showing up. And they kept working the program, they kept working the plan. And pretty soon they started building momentum. And then, you know, and and I'm sure you have this too, those most difficult times that your clients have when they're on that 10 week program, once they may, may move through it, they become their badges of honor, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because they came through it and now they're like, wow, if I did that, I can do this and it builds momentum Mm -hmm. in the process.
2: Yeah, I think In momentum fact, is a big one for sure.
0: Absolutely. And I bet you that those people that you just put off to the national um, national contest, had their 10-week program been easy for them, they would have never stuck with it. It mm-hmm. would have been kind of boring to them. The fact that they went through a challenge and they had a plan to overcome it, built their confidence, built their inertia, and that's what kept them going.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It did, for sure. All right. So
1: oh, yep, go the, ahead.
0: Are we good to keep going? Good, Harrison. We got two more minutes yep. and then we'll take three break. Two more minutes. Yep. Well, I'm going to introduce this and we might even want to talk about this a little bit on the other side. But yeah, okay.
2: we have one more Basically, segment. What
0: you guys do. My next point under create your plan is to find someone who can hold you capable. And what I mean by that is oftentimes in coaching and athletics in personal development, we talk about someone who can hold you accountable. And you guys do that in your programs, and you probably have coaches that work with smaller groups to do that. Mm -hmm. But I love to put a little twist on that word saying rather than hold them accountable, which can sometimes be maybe a little pejorative in terms of how people take that on. What if you held them capable? What if you said, you know, Jennifer or Jim, this is what I see for you. This is what you see for yourself. I'm going to hold you capable to that standard. So when you come in and you say, I messed up on my, on my diet this weekend. Okay, man, I'm going to hold you capable of that. Oh, you missed your resistance training on Tuesday. Hey, how are you going to make that up? I'm holding you capable to that thing that you said you wanted to be. And that's where I found in my coaching is brought people to a whole other level. Because now what happens is there's, they, they, they have a commitment to someone that's maybe been down the road before, but is holding them to a high standard that they identified, but they're doing it in a positive and a holistic way, holding them capable versus holding them accountable.
1: All right, with that, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back here in a few minutes to finish up the three C's of creating a breakthrough with Chris Natsky. We'll be right back on 93.7 The Ticket, The Fitness Fanatics.